we're doing a sequel. We're back by popular demand. Come on, everybody, strike up the band. Negative possibilities are multiplying as we speak. I'm sure I made a payment. It's about that bounce check. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. ASMR with the Lucian and Owen. Right. <laughs> I wish there was a tie-in to the film we're talking about, but unfortunately I don't think there is. Welcome to Where's the Damn Sequel. Today we're talking about the 2011 American dystopian science fiction action thriller film. Dystop- That's a, dystopian a terrible, dystopian? Uh, I'm saying dystopian because I'm hashtag twisted. This film is called In Time and uh, I've wanted to do it in the podcast for ages because I'm kind of obsessed with it, even though it's not really that good. But I'm. I just love. I just love something about it that I really like. I don't know what it is. It's just like a sexy film. Just like the name, is cool. The 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 thing with the the clock on the wrists is cool, and the uh, the whole kind of aesthetic of it is kind of cool. It just it's kind of just like a sh- mediocre B movie. But anyway, I'm here with. First time How dare you compare it to the B movie? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm here with first first time where's the damn sequel guest, but long time Lucian podcast collaborator. Your phone needs to stop making noise. Okay. Owen Dobie is here. Oh hi. Um, Owen is uh, a big fan of the podcast. He listens to loads of episodes, don't you, Owen? Uh, I've never listened to any episodes. Okay. Well, good start. Anyway, Owen's here today to talk about the Andrew Nichol film In Time, which stars Justin Timberlake, uh, Amanda Seyfried and Killian Murphy and this is a movie that I got like super excited for when it was coming out because I thought the concept was so cool and it was sort of like ah this could be one of the great sci-fi movies of my generation and then it came out and it was kind of like ah this is grand it's very Black Mirror-esque it is um, before when, when Black Mirror started probably around the same time yeah um it is actually yeah it's um, it's very much like what if there was yeah. a thing in future where everyone was had doing this thing, and then the movie has like runs out of plot after half an hour, whereas yeah. Black Mirror would just Doesn't would end it. after forty five minutes. But this keeps going because it's a feature film, and I think it's it's a situation where maybe it would have worked better as an episode of Black Mirror or Twilight Zone or something like that. So the premise of the film is basically that in the future, everyone is programmed with these green countdown clocks on their wrists, and these operate as like this sort of form of time currency so basically when you're born you're given 25 years uh and then you basically no when you're 18 you get 25 years or something like that i think no no you 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 get 25 years and you're born and then when you hit 25 you you stop aging oh i think it's no it starts, it starts going down at like 25 yeah, sorry. So yeah, some, okay. some, some, I mean, like it, doesn't, anyway. it doesn't matter. Something like that. But anyway, <laughs> you basically you age until you're... So everyone stops aging at 25. So first of all, we have a movie where everyone in the film looks 25 or younger. Now, realistically, some of the people in this film look way older than 25. I mean, Johnny Galecki is a man in his mid-40s. We're talking here about Leonard from The Big Bang Theory. This man was not 25 years old in 2011. Um, is that really Leonard from The Big Bang Theory? Yeah, he's like the fifth lead of In Time. He's the, like, his, he's Justin Timberlake's best friend. Oh, I remember him actually. Yeah, I, I saw this film okay. just before. Which one's Leonard? Leonard is like the second main character. He's the guy oh. who lives with Sheldon and oh. it's like, Sheldon! Like that guy. Oh, that's a good impression. Such a terrible show. How dare we bring that up? Did you watch the final episode? Because you know what's something about the final episode of The Big Bang Theory? What? I cried at it. 
Why? I found it very moving. Did you quiet the finale to Two and a Half Men? I did not, no. Because I, mm. I, well, I have a connection to the Big Bang Theory. I was really into it when I was like 14. But, yeah. I mean, the last episode I thought was quite nice, where like Sheldon gets up on, he wins the Nobel Prize, and he like gets up on stage to make a speech, and his whole speech is about how like, I'm an asshole, and my friends are really nice to put up with me, and all this. And I just found it quite, I thought it was a nice way to end it. I don't know. That show is garbage, but... Just, I can't remember the Was this Nobel Prize? That string theory thing? Something like that, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Something yeah. stupid. I mean, string theory is a real thing, but he, he developed some, like, original thing. Um, that was the basis for his... for his Nobel Prize win. But anyway, so, everyone stops aging at 25. And anyway, everyone has these countdown clocks in your wrists, and basically you use time to pay for shit. So, like, if you go to buy a coffee, you, like grab the wrist, you like t touch a machine, mm -hmm. and instead of like contactless payment from your card, your time goes so down. It's kind of interesting how you compare it to contactless. It is. This, it, yeah. this film kind of predicted contactless, because yeah. it basically you touch like, I mean maybe contactless probably existed in China at the time or whatever, but you, you touch this machine or whatever and it takes like one minute off of your wrist or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then that means you have one minute less left until you drop dead. Because when you hit zero on the clock, you drop dead and there's no way of getting around that. So in the film, basically, like, rich people have loads of time, they have, like, 400 years, so they gamble where they're like, I gamble, I bet you four years and all mm. this, which is kind of cool to think that you could, like, gamble with years of your life and stuff, I don't know. And then poor people always have, basically, like, one day on their clock, so they have to go work to earn the next day, and it's an interesting idea of, of living one day at a time. So... Even just from what I've described there, there's so many elements of, like, interesting social commentary that this film could work on, because it's, like, time is money, and it's in your hand. But it's also just got this, like, weird sexy marketing campaign with Justin Timberlake and Amanda Seyfried as this, like, futuristic Bonnie and Clyde duo, and she's got this yeah, bizarre yeah. black wig, and it's just a weird fucking ad campaign where it looks like an ad for Hugo Boss. It's a clever... It's a clever concept, very well executed, and I thought that is a really nice poster. The poster is nice, but it's like Hugo Boss ad. It doesn't look like it's an interesting sci-fi movie. It just looks like oh no, it does. You can see his arm. You can see his arm. I guess he has a green. He has a green. I suppose uh, countdown on. I guess. I just feel like they could. They must have been able to advertise it better. So um, that was a good comparison, though. Bonnie and Clyde. Set in twenty one sixty nine, and when you turn twenty five, yes, you have one year countdown begins. So the film basically starts with Justin Timberlake's mother. So the, the joke is that his mother is played by Olivia Wilde, who is like probably younger than Justin Timberlake, but because everyone stops aging at 25, she's his mother. Mm -hmm. So that's that in itself is like a good joke. So she is like, whatever, working in a laundrette or something, and he's meant to loan her money, and they're running to meet each other on the bus, and then she misses the bus, whatever, they're running, 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 and then just as he's about to like transfer her money, she drops dead in the street because her clock hits zero. Mm. So the idea is like making he catches her. He catches her but as it's, she it's hits so zero. Funny, it's so melodramatic. But just this kind of weird because she's okay, in the movie. She's twenty five as well. So mm. like they're roughly the actors are roughly in about five years. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's very weird when you have an attractive mother, an attractive male. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, so like the mother son <laughs> dynamic doesn't really play yeah, out. But it's. Uh, it's a good way of introducing the idea and like that making fucking bank transfers to your friends and family can be a really important thing sometimes. Um, so then the plot, but then that the first half hour is really good and then it kind of gets stupid where like Justin Timberlake basically gets given a bunch of money by like a suicidal guy and he doesn't know what to do with it. So he basically just goes and hangs out with rich people 
and starts gambling and starts oh, I kind of, doing all this shit. I don't know what point it stopped becoming good. I think when it starts becoming Bonnie and Clyde, that's when, where it Yeah, she shows up and it stops being good. Like basically him and Amanda Seyfried, so she's like the daughter of rich people and they run away and start like performing all these like robberies on time banks and stuff and uh, Killian Which Murphy. weird. I a bit weird. Yeah. Killian Murphy's this like time, time spy who is sent to, he's like a time cop who has yeah. to hunt them down. Killian Murphy does not look 25. Apologies to him, but he looks like early 40s at best in this film. Uh, One thing that's really nice with the film is like, so all like the poor people, like they're running around all the time. Yes, yes, yes. And then when he moves like the rich city, they he's all like, move running really slowly. He's like, he's everyone's moving really slowly. Really, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Um, I thought it was kind There's of really nice. clever stuff like that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of clever. And then at the end of it, they basically, everyone... Oh yeah, they basically distribute everyone with enough time. So basically it ends with communism and everyone abandons their jobs and this is like, it's a weirdly communist film. Everyone just abandons their jobs at the end of the film and uh, they order the timekeepers to go back home and Will and Sylvia move on to robbing larger banks still trying to crash the system. So it's this bizarre like anti-establishment, anti-bank movie. Um, that was somehow released as like a major Hollywood blockbuster. I don't really understand. But I love the ending. So like we have it up on Wikipedia here. Uh, the ending's like TV reports show factories in Dayton shutting down as everyone has enough time and abandons their jobs. So like, well, yeah, here comes the ultimate argument: is like who's gonna make all the shit? Yeah, exactly. So but like, they, yeah, sure, they destroyed the system, but they also <laughs> destroyed the way of living. I know. I don't know. It's yeah. This is the. I mean, this is a greater argument than the movie In Time. But like, what's uh, what are we gonna do about you know? Does communism work? Um, yeah, that is kind of weird how that ends. You could just say, it's weird, like, so I think sequel potential is there, because you have to answer the question of, like, how can you live in a post-currency society, and it, like, mm. you know, like, everyone has not okay, the point of the film is that, like, time shouldn't be, like, that much of a, you know, you shouldn't be risking your life to, to pay for shit by giving away minutes of your life to buy copies and stuff. Well, maybe movie's making the point that money has to exist. So, yeah, I think money so, has to exist. So in the second episode, or the second episode, in like the sequel, you'd have to introduce like cash. <laughs> you'd yeah, have, because well. there needs to be currency because otherwise people will just not function. The society, the economy won't function. Yeah. So you need to have a currency. Um, so the idea of time being a currency is obviously that. Well, it is kind of cool to have time. It is cool to have time as a currency. Too. But, like, money should not be proportionate to your ability to live a long life. And in this film, it is literally your ability to live a long, yeah, live a long life is captured in, in, in your... In real life, it's not much different. Like In real life, it's not much different, exactly. Like, rich people live longer, it's not... Okay. Yeah, exactly. So this film kind of takes that to an extremity where, like, when you are poor, you literally have, like, one minute left to live. And when you are rich, you literally have couple hundred, a couple hundred years. A couple thousand. And it's like... It's interesting that there are people in this film who are probably immortal and have like been alive for like seven hundred years because they're really wealthy. That's interesting. Hmm. A lot of good, lot much to think this about. Would be like I mean, okay, obviously this movie was came out you know for Black Mirror was probably a big deal, but mm -hmm. it'd be such a good Black Mirror episode. I think there should be. I think they should. No one should abandon the concept. Like I think this should be either remade or sequeled or turn into a TV series. It's only it's actually not as old as I thought. It's only eight years old. Yeah, I remember when it came out. I think they should do a TV series based on In Time, and they should basically scrap the Bonnie and Clyde thing because it doesn't work. 
mm. and they should just make it into like an interesting futuristic show about yeah. the society. You could even just do it as like a fucking yeah, CW I, show. When they introduced a love interest, that's where the film went a bit. So the film goes a bit. It just doesn't. It's not unique anymore. Like it just yeah. feels very generic. So like you should have the thing with the clocks and the arms and turn that into a TV show and have like every episode like a new like wacky twist where somebody figures out a new way to manipulate the time system and have the timekeepers chasing people around. I think they could have a really good TV show based on this. I just don't think when the movie came out the concept wasn't explained well enough to be. Yeah, it definitely would translate as like a sequel better mm. or a reboot as a TV show. Yeah. But like um you know the purge, the purge was yeah. third good concept. Yeah. Terrible movies. I've but that'd be an unreal TV yeah, show. Yeah, I think so, yeah, yeah. I um, feel like in time is like um it's oh, I don't know. It's like it takes three minutes to explain to somebody the plot of the, or like the concept of the movie. You have to be like, there's a clock in the arm, and then you stop aging at 25, so everyone in the show is under 25, so the, or everyone in the movie is, like, sexy young people, and, like, there's a couple of different things like that. Um, oh, one of the other things that happens in this film is that, actually, he gives, like, a ton of money to Johnny Galecki, and Johnny Galecki goes and spends it all and drinks himself to death overnight, because mm. he's never had money before in his life, and he's an alcoholic. So he just goes and, like, just basically just, like, destroys himself. So there's an interesting question there about, like, is it responsible to suddenly give millions of minutes to a, a person who doesn't know how to use it and then at the end of the film they give everybody loads of money and we're meant to believe that's a happy ending yeah so they kind of abandon that idea no it's a clever i think Irrespons the, the whole movie was like we're rooting for i think that i don't know if it was intentional with the idea of the film that i'm kind of interpreting is they're obviously the okay <laughs> um like while they're set up as the protagonist maybe they're actually the antagonist because obviously the system came in for a reason and they it obviously was corrupted in some way but but his mother died. You don't want people to die. Yeah, but like now they've kind of abolished the whole system, and now there's gonna be no economy or. Yeah, but they can they can establish a new economy. Mm. I think that that would what you'd have to do if there was a TV show is you'd have to be like, you'd have the show would have to be about the invention of money, or they'd have to mm. be like somebody would be like, what if we exchanged pieces of paper, <laughs> and they set up the whole like banks and stuff. I think you could do that. It would be kind of interesting. No, like, I think this film was more kind of, I think it's like smarter than I remember. Being. No, it's really smart. It's just not that fun. I don't know. There's just something like, and Alex Pettifer is in it as like this like creepy time thief guy who's like, uh, who beats people up and steals their time and leaves them to die. He's like a, yeah. he's like a time bandit. He's a time pirate. There's like loads of cool stuff you could do in a TV show. You could have time yeah. pirates. Um, time pirates. This film was shot, uh, cinematographer was Roger Deakins, who's one of the most legendary film cinematographers in the world. He filmed things like loads of the Coen Brothers stuff. A Serious like, Man. Blade Runner 2049, A Serious Man, Sicario, Prisoners, Not a good film. Skyfall. Um, literally, what a list of films. Jesus, every like every movie he has shot has been Oscar nominated. It is. I'm running country for old man. He does all the Cohen stuff. He's a great, great cinematographer, and he um, he shot in time, which I'm really surprised by. Um, but this film actually does look pretty sexy, so it doesn't it doesn't surprise me. Uh, time now for the box office game. Do you know how the box office game works? No. Okay, so the box office game is basically the opening weekend right. of when in time. Right, look at the screen. Yes, I'm not looking at you. Yeah. So it's the weekend that In Time came out in the US, and I'm going to give you clues as to the other movies that were in the top ten yeah. at the time, and you're going to try and guess what they were. Okay. Does that sound fun? Yeah. Okay. Can I guess how much it made in its open weekend? Yes, you can. So its budget was $40 million, which is insanely cheap. That sounds actually like a lot way more than I was thinking. No, 40 is really cheap for a sci-fi movie. You have to keep in mind that 
the Tarantino movie cost a hundred and twenty or something, and that has no special effects in it at all. So. It's all going to like Sam Jackson. <laughs> Sam Jackson's not in it, but anyway. No, uh, I mean in like the other Tarantino, like um. Oh right, in the other ones. Yeah, but I mean, what's, what's, the, what's the one that I really like? Django. No, I, I hate Django. Pulp Fiction. No, sorry. Uh, Jackie Brown, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, the Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Oh, you're of remember. course you're the one person who liked I'm the Hateful really, Eight. Really, really oh, like that's that. such a dopey film. Okay. Um, okay, sorry. Right. Yeah, you you don't. I don't know if you know like movie numbers that well, but try and guess what it made in its opening weekend. I don't think you're gonna like you don't. Do you know what anything has made in its opening weekend? Any film ever? No. Okay, I'll give you some context. No, no, don't. Let so, guess. No, okay. let me guess. Let me guess. Um, Twenty-eight million. Twelve. That's automated. That's not. That's terrible. Yeah, that is terrible. Yeah. So, okay, so it, but it's but its total gross was decent. Like it cost forty, and it ended up making worldwide one hundred and seventy-three. So it actually Probably from China or something profited. Like it profited. So opening weekend. This is a good weekend. This is the weekend of October twenty-eighth to thirtieth, two thousand eleven. I was in Rome this weekend. Um, and You've been the, to Italy. I was in I've been to Italy loads of times. I was in Rome this weekend, and The Adventures of Tintin was out. But The Adventures of Tintin didn't come out in America for two more months, so it's not here. So number one is a spin-off of an animated franchise. It is about one character from a series of animated movies. And they made a movie about this character. And it, most people haven't seen it. I don't know why. It's pretty good. Most people haven't seen it. Spin-off. You've definitely forgotten this exists. Probably. So it's a spin-off about one character from a really popular series of animated movies. Like one of the biggest series of animated movies ever. Give me some guesses, give me some guesses. I can. Or ask me questions about it. I'm just trying to think of animated films. It's an animal character. Uh, Based on, like, pre-existing... I mean, I'd like to say Ice Age, and then you'd probably shout at me. I'm not going to shout at you. No, it's not Ice Age, no. Okay. Um, it's a famous character from a famous series of movies. Give me a hint of what series of movies it is. It's one of the really... the best animated movies ever, and... There's a whole. There's four of them. They're all great. Number two is especially good. This guy is. This character is introduced in the second one. He's an animal, and they made a movie about him. Um, four great animated movies. They came out two thousand and one to two thousand and ten. No, I've no idea. <laughs> the Shrek films. Uh, uh, and there's a spin-off. Oh, Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots, correct. Puss in Boots, number one with 34 million. Yeah, I probably should have... No, I definitely should have got that. Number two is a third movie in a horror found footage. Bob Blair Witch? No. Uh, more, more modern than that. Um, this is the third in a series. There's like five of these or something. No, Paranormal Activity 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is a good... I feel like I'm ruining this game for you. Yeah, you are. You're making it so boring. Okay, number three is In Time. Number four is uh, Dance. You know what you've heard of the film Footloose. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Footloose came out in 2011. The remake. Oh, remake, yeah. <laughs> number five is a film that I actually mentioned just before we started recording because we were talking about a certain actor. Uh, and they're... I saw, sorry, I saw Dance from Diary. Yeah, The Rum Diary with Johnny Depp. <laughs> Number six, did you see number six? No, I didn't. Number six is a robot movie, and it stars, like, a big, famous Australian actor. And it's for kids, and it's got robots fighting. 
and oh I know I know it no I, I actually I can get this one because I know it's Hugh Jackman yes this is a real um, Dobie film it's kind of weird shit that only you would like um, I've actually seen it as well yeah uh, I two, think I liked it though it's two words and they rhyme it has to be robo something no <laughs> no no, no, no. Um, it's like an adjective and a noun give up yeah real steel Oh, it's real in my head. <laughs> I wouldn't have got that that much. Uh, then also here we have Three Musketeers, The Ides of March, Moneyball, Johnny English Reborn. Moneyball came out in 2011. Yeah. Johnny English Reborn. We got a film called Dolphin Tail, not to be confused with Shark Tail. <laughs> we got 50-50, which is definitely a Dolby movie. Oh, it's Seth Rogen and yeah. Joe That's a good film. That's exactly the kind of film I'd expect you to like. Did um, you like it? Yeah, I do. And then we've got Anonymous, which is the movie about like what if Shakespeare didn't write his own plays? Uh, the Thing, Margin Call, The Help, Contagion. Well, so, speaking of Shakespeare, so relevant. Actually, you probably do an episode of this if you haven't already. That like movies about girls in like a school, and like they find out Shakespeare is a woman. They find out Shakespeare is a woman. What? Um, what? This is great. This is like teasing the next, the new episode. That's what is it? I can't remember. If I haven't heard of it, we're not going to do an episode. No, of no, no, no. You definitely have because you you used to talk to talk to me about it. Um. <laughs> There's girls in a school. Yeah, it's like a girls' boarding school. Yeah. And they find out Shakespeare is a woman. They find out Shakespeare is a woman. <laughs> I'm schooling. They find out Shakespeare is a woman. What? You know it, trust me. This film does not exist. <sighs> it does, sometimes. This film does not exist. Sorry, Dobie. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, right, in time. Hopefully, sequel coming soon. Good movie. I love how Michael Stuhlberg is on your recently searched. Um, in time to in more time. Um, and uh, Do we ever cut for... Um, yeah, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. See you oh, soon. Oh, that's it. Be back at the podcast soon. See you soon. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. We need to tease a new episode. I'm trying to find it. I'm teasing any new episode. I, I, this is going to annoy me. Yeah, it's going to annoy you. If the film doesn't exist, we're not going to do a podcast. It does exist. Thank you for tuning I've in. I've seen it. Goodbye.